five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, Flyover family. Buckle up, because this is the Flyover Conservative Show. The globalists and our own CIA are working together to take human genes and mix them with rats and even Neanderthals to create, I don't even know what, but we're talking about it tonight. Do you know what a dead name is? Do you know someone with a dead name? It's affecting families all over the world. And we have one of those family members with us tonight. We believe that every time you pray, something happens. Yes. That's why we're joined tonight with from Loudmouth Prayer, Marty Grisham, to make something happen. All of this and more on the Flavor Conservative Show. Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Hello, Flyover family. Welcome. We are so glad that you are with us tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump (laughs) to do 80 million things to save our country. You did. I did. I know you did. I so expected did I. it. Me too. I was planning on it. I had Me my too. calendar. Exactly. Coming up. 2020. <laughs> but what we found over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. You know, it's, and it's baffling. You know, we were at live events and, and out speaking and things. We get a lot of conversations with people from every different state. We've been California to New York to Texas and you name it. Yep. Pennsylvania, we've Virginia, been yeah, man. Oregon, we've been everywhere, and, man. And, and everybody kind of had that same thing of like, you know what? In November of of uh, 2020, yep, I had no idea how many things were so dark, yeah. corrupt, and broken. Mm-hmm. But there's also a little bit of, um, I don't know, hope maybe that comes from like, okay, I've seen as bad as it is, yeah. And I know what's going on. And then, hey, what can we do about it? And people have realized that 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 it's a, it's a physical problem that, mm-hmm. that's going on. There are people that have truly partnered with evil. We're not on a spectrum of like a good nope. Christian to a bad Christian. And this guy's this guy, you know, smokes and swears a lot. Right. It's like you know he didn't have as many stars on his Sunday school chart as this guy. It's like no. like there is a group of people that have partnered with and actually worship Satan. Yep. You know, it, it's like oh. I didn't, I, I didn't know anyone like that. They fast. They do all they, of those they things. Pray, they pray. They pray. They, all they of make things. sacrifices. Yep. They do all these things. And it's like, I didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And if I would have, I would have thought they looked different than right. they look. They would have looked like a bad person. Yep. You know, bad people look like bad people. Good people mm-hmm. look like good people. And I can tell the difference. And I can tell a judgmental person from another one. I can judge a judgmental person a mile away. <laughs> and I can, I kind of can tell who's in, in, in what court. So we know there's that, that physical element. Um, but, but they're more aware there's a spiritual element and the mixing of the two. I think people have seen that in the world around them of like, Mm -hmm. wow, those are, uh, spiritual problems mixed with physical problems. Yep. And then, and then back in with their own life. It's like, I'm dealing with physical challenges Mm -hmm. of lockdowns or COVID or, or something in your community and stuff. But I also have to approach it from a spiritual place. That's exactly right. I need to, I need Mm -hmm. to be coming at this of I'm yep. not just a physical being, there's a spiritual component. And if mm-hmm. I don't have that, I run dry and I don't have what it takes 
Man, that's to, to address so true. this warfare. And we're going to hear a lot about that tonight in our show. It's going to be a big show mm. on that. And there's a theme of that, of, 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 of spiritual and physical interwoven, you know, all the way through. Yep. And um, again, some of these things that when you see, you think, is that's not possible? How are, mm. how, how, how am I helping to fund that Ooh. with my taxes? How am I a part of that? And ugh, if this was a movie, if this world was a movie right now, I'm not sure our government would be one of the good guys, but I need to be equipped to help fix it. That's exactly right. Tonight, we want to start with a clip from Greg Reese. It's really interesting. We're going to come back and talk about it. Colossal Biosciences is using CRISPR gene editing technology to resurrect animals that have gone extinct. They are starting next year with a woolly mammoth and are making plans for the Tasmanian tiger. The plan is to release 100 woolly mammoths inside a park in Siberia. This is officially being done under the guise of climate change. They claim that by adding megafauna back into the Arctic tundra, it will offset carbon emissions. The company has already raised over 12 million euros which includes funding from the CIA. The CIA's venture capital firm, InQtel, is a stakeholder of Colossal Biosciences. Euronews points out that the plan seems counterproductive, seeing as how over 30% of trees worldwide are currently going extinct, and points out its potential dangers of introducing ancient unknown pathogens into our modern world. But when you look into the company's co-founder, George Church, it becomes clear that it's really all about pushing the agenda of human cloning and transhumanism. Harvard scientist George Church received donations from 2005 to 2007 from Jeffrey Epstein, the infamous pedophile transhumanist who was planning on establishing a baby farm at his New Mexico ranch to seed the earth with his DNA. In 2019, Church awkwardly apologized for his association with Jeffrey Epstein on 60 Minutes. But, it, you know, it was one of these things where you first learn about it and, and it's not, it's just like, uh, when you first hear about it, it doesn't sound like it's something serious. And it's only recently that we've found out that, that uh, there was something serious or that become aware how serious it was. The professional connection between Jeffrey Epstein and George Church was their common desire to clone humans, which is something that Church is most passionate about. His work has been focused primarily on creating superior humans and wants to bring Neanderthal man back from extinction and give them their own culture and political force. He is also passionate about creating customized living creatures out of DNA to serve mankind as we see fit. When asked if he believed in God, Church responded that he respects all people's faith, but his faith is in science, and that the true understanding of nature is only available to the scientists. This psychopathy that has infected man with an obsession to play God has attracted many atheists into the field of genetic engineering. But not everyone in this field wants to play God. Dr. Bruce Lipton was a pioneer in the research of cloned human stem cells. His research revealed that the environment and our perception of the environment 
is what controls our genetic activity. This is known as epigenetics, and as a result of his research, he stopped being an atheist and found faith in God. This, and the nature of his research, has alienated him from today's scientific community, which seeks to destroy nature and control it. But you can still find his work, and I recommend that you do. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Wow, so interesting. So why is it always Harvard? You know, I mean, you all of these things, we do shows with Mel Kay, things go back to Harvard. You know, we see right here, Greg Reese, things go back to Harvard. It's fascinating. If you were watching too, and you didn't actually, if you didn't, they didn't say it, it was actually on the screen, but they're actually in Japan, they're taking embryos and putting human embryos and putting them into rats. Yep. I wanted to make sure you guys human realize that DNA mixed mixed with rats, which if you jumped onto this today, you, you saw our, uh, a, a thumbnail, which is basically a, a rendition of, of, of Yuval Noah Harari uh, mixed with rat DNA, because I think he kind of naturally lends himself to that. Um, you think that's what it would look like? Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, a, a artistic rendition. Um, mm-hmm. And here's, here's the space that we're in and we're just going to hit a couple of things here quickly, but we're going to be dealing with this quite a bit because uh when you talk about demonic beings, when you're talking about things that are that are that are that are timeless, that have had this this process of possessing humans, um, we're going back to Noah and the Ark. Mm-hmm. The idea of any pure human DNA, you know, there was a mixing of of angelic beings and humans, and this like transhuman mm-hmm. thing isn't something that we come up with like in the last few years. This is a, a long story arc that we happen to be in an interesting place on. I'm just going to kind of leave that there, and you can kind of do your own research. But I want to tie in a couple of, of keynotes. Make sure you caught this. Um, CIA venture capitalist is called NQTEL is the name of that venture capitalist firm. And it has the letter Q, like the letter Q is in Q, right? Uh, and that's intentional. Um, uh, on their part, it was originally funded by their first CEO was Norm Augustine. Norm Augustine was the former CEO of Lockheed Martin. And so Lockheed Martin, you know, all the, you know, the billions of dollars we're sending to Ukraine, it's not foods and blankets and yep. rich crackers and things. It's weapons, it's missiles. Um, Lockheed Martin is the, is the industrial military industrial complex. Um, their, their, their current CEO was also original part of, of Lockheed Martin. It was commissioned by the CIA director, George uh, Tenet. Um, and then even before that in the nineties by Ruth David, who was the CIA uh, science and technology officer in the 1990s. Um, and so in the 1990s, they, 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 they formed that. So it was, it was, it was idea from the CIA and they pull in mm. the CEO of Lockheed Martin to run it. And they fund it with an initial launch of millions of dollars. They're currently, I believe, um, Colossal is currently receiving around $150 million a year uh, in funding from us to help make this possible. And so dig into these things, kind of look into those are the key names in the searches that you want to do. Um, George Church, again, she said, connected to Harvard and Colossal. Um, These things are all kind of tied together. And you go back to Jeffrey Epstein. There's always this theme of of a manipulation of God's creation. Jeffrey Epstein had his island and it was as sick as everything that you've heard. But he also had this ranch in New Mexico and it was geared towards he did want to seed the world with the, the population of the world with his own genetic seed to be able to outlive uh, himself in a way that changed the mm-hmm. face of the earth in a Genghis Khan kind of way. We've all known the numbers that, that that he was able to produce. These guys are just doing it in laboratories, not by raping and pillaging. Um, the idea of injecting Neanderthal sperm into the, the modern female mm-hmm. egg 
Now, Neanderthal, we don't believe in in a evolution an evolution that we mm-hmm. came from monkeys and Neanderthal was a place, but we do believe in ancient uh, people groups that have a hybrid mix that's unexplainable. We did a show with Trey Smith recently, mm-hmm. just an interview. We're going to be doing a long form in studio. Um, he has replicas of skulls from ancient civilizations and that are in the Bible Nephilim. Yeah. So like being aware of that it is talked about in the Bible that there are Nephilim and they do talk about it in Genesis. Genesis six is all up in this mm-hmm. stuff. And so you either kind of like believe the Bible or you don't. And if you don't, you might want to look at it because if nothing else, it's really old document been around, mm-hmm. survived for a reason. And you start to see these things that they're mm-hmm. doing now. And it's like, Oh, Maybe that is what yeah. is happening here, but it's always going to be a, a manipulation of God's creation for their good, much like the thumbnail you mm-hmm. saw here. They're, they're wanting to take and create and move it. This would not be possible pill to swallow in the public perception if they didn't deny gender, if yeah. they didn't deny there was a male and female, if they didn't deny that, hey, you could be a little bit of everything. All of this is a theme that goes towards making some of this sickness more palatable and more acceptable by the general population. It's one we need to reject in the physical realm, but we also need to come together as believers and reject it spiritually because there's both components going on here. So true. This is a big night. We'll be right back. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Today's guest is a professionally trained singer and actress. We've seen her act. We've seen her sing. Absolutely unbelievable. She's also the host and founder of Beauty for Ashes, which is a talk show that addresses the seven mountains of influence and how they have been infiltrated by the deep state. Welcome to the show, Tanya Joy. Yay! Yay! I love your audience. (laughs) They love you. Well, getting applause, getting high fives, those things are just too important to leave to chance. That's right. I agree. I agree. You know, and it does. It gives you the warm fuzzies. (laughs) It I feel does. like I want to walk in and wave. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, that's a reflection of our real life. Because that's, I mean, even when our kids were growing up and they had a friend that came over in our home, even if somebody enters and you're watching a show, like, you always stop it. And like, we'll, we will clap. Like, even our, our staff meetings in the morning, both our I kids work it. for us, you know, like somebody walks in, we're like, yay, Colton's here, Woo! you know, this kind of thing. And he's like, you know. Good cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> if you so wait to have a great day in the future, it may not happen. You got to make it now. That's right. Absolutely. And it does a lot for our self-esteem. It's good. We need to encourage each other. I love it. That is exactly right. Well, okay. So we know you through the Reawaken America events. And actually at the last event, you actually sang the national anthem on the second day. You did such an incredible job. That was um, amazing. Thank you. It, you know what? I love singing. Like, and you're no, you're a singer. You you get it. I love, love, love singing and the ability to move hearts through music. But singing the national anthem, there's just such a different 
it's like no other song. I mean, it, it really is like nothing else. And then to be in that room with 45 or 4,800 yeah. other yes. people that are singing it. And I mean, they're singing it for all that they have. I wanted to just sort of like pull the microphone and just listen because it was yeah. just remarkable. The sound in that mm-hmm. tent. It was awesome. It's always an incredible. honor. Now, something a lot of people don't know about me specifically is I'm a professional actor. That is true. Well, you... I say professional. I guess in order to be professional, you have to be paid. Yeah. I was. I was. <laughs> I was. I was in a movie uh, as a more of a You're background. A volunteer actor. I was a volunteer actor in the background. You for, had a couple lines. I did have a line, but it was about thirty seconds. If, if, <laughs> if, you said un- awesome though. It to was the so untrained eye, you might have missed it. You had to really know what you were looking for. It's like driving by a small town on a long road trip. You know, you got to know what you were looking for. You blink, you miss it. You know, kind of a thing. But you were the main, the main, one of the main characters, and. uh uh, so in, in the movie, I don't know if we have the website there for it, but um, Heaven Heaven's and Heaven's Date. Date with Dr. Mark Sherwood. That was such a great movie. And I think there's a scene in there of Dr. Mark that nobody will ever imagine no. that they could Mm-mm. see. I'm not going to give it away because it is really such a cute movie and we are in such neat. <laughs> hey. There you guys are. Look at it. Awesome. <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiters walking around the background in a restaurant. You know, that, that I kind love of it. It was so um, good. Oh, my God. So it was great time. This movie is going to be so great because, uh, you know, we need to provide content in the entertainment industry that's I- encouraging. It, this is funny. There's so much comedy in this and it's consistent comedy. So it's really important. I'm always like, I want people to make sure that they get this. It's not fully released yet, um, but um, I, I will be coming out. I think it'll eventually be, you know, on the streaming apps and everything. Yes. Um, but it was so fun, so much fun to film. And actually, I'm getting ready to film another um, movie in about two and a half weeks out in Charlotte. So wow, that's that'll exciting. Be There's a lot more that goes into the process. Just the one scene that we were a part of. And then I go back and I watch a mo- you know, a regular show and I'm like, wow, that had to have taken forever, you know, because you film it this way, then that way, every, yep. every little thing. You guys can go to so HeavensDateMovie.com, HeavensDateMovie.com if you're just listening on Apple or Spotify or something like that. You can pull up heavensdatemovie.com. It'll be in the notes below. And uh, you can watch the trailer. It'll be coming out, I don't know, sometime this spring, I'd imagine. I don't know when yeah. the release date is. But we were at the the the, the premiere of red it. Red carpet uh, event. Red carpet event. We got to do that. Got to meet your whole family. And and uh, everybody, man, you met your folks That's and my your whole sister. Family. I know. And, and my whole family came. It was so fun. That's my mom and dad and then my sister. And wow. um, it was so fun, you know, because we were in Tulsa for working, you know, we were at one of the podcasters events with Clay. And so I'm like, I'm trying really hard to bring my family into this. My sister and I actually do a show called The Gibson Girls on the, oh, the channel. Oh, I love it. And we talk about hot topics. Both of us are pageant girls. Um, I was Miss Illinois. She was first runner up to Miss Texas. And so we both have a very unique look at things because of sure. being in the pageant world yeah. and um and then to be sisters like that's just so rare um I, I think when we were talking one time at miss america like i don't know that there ever has been another sister duo like that so wow. it, it's been kind of fun we just we talk about hot topics and and everything from a spiritual perspective but you know mm-hmm. we dive deep into this transgender ideology we've talked about that because um there's been a lot of transgender contestants now and Mm -hmm. um it's really scary to see what some of the other contestants think about that i mean it was a long time ago that i was in the system but i posted a question in just i believe it was um this past spring um there was a transgender 
Miss New Hampshire. And it was so obvious he never should have won. I mean, it was so mm. like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so um, I posted something in my my Miss Illinois sister group to be like, what do y'all think? You know, like this takes a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of yep. effort. What are your thoughts? And it was really sad. The majority defended it and wow. went, "Wow, what's wrong with this? And I thought, because if there was what? any other category of nepotism involved, mm-hmm. like if, if, if somebody, if, if there was a, just all biological girls in it and, and one of them, their mother was running that local pageant and she won, but clearly should not have nepotism. You, everybody'd be like, what? Like, well, that you're, you're graded on a different criteria than everyone else. I think that's, a, a and that problem. happens. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was involved, um, that actually happened. The, the contestant who came the year after me, her, she ended up winning Miss America as Miss Illinois and her dad was, uh, on the board. And, wow. you know, so there's a lot of that. There's the political side of it that happens just like any other area. Um, mm-hmm. But this is really strange to me because women have fought so hard for their mm-hmm. opportunities and to have kind of that equal playing ground and to have those spaces. It's interesting. It's harder for a, a female to make it to Miss America than it is for a, a male to make it into the NFL. Wow. wow. I was shocked when I learned that. Um, but because there's only 50 per year, they get to Miss America. That's where right. the numbers come from. Um, but I don't understand why in the world, it's like all like, all the activities. Why are women so willing to hand over mm-hmm. these spots Yep. to, to really hurt themselves mm-hmm. and their opportunities in the long run? It's very, very sad. It is. And, you know, like with sports, a lot of these sports, women's sports are not going to be around if this continues, you know, if they exactly. continue that they're, they're they can't even compete. You know, there is right. no competition. Well, they just have to create new categories a little bit, almost like maybe bodybuilding or something where it's like, okay, yeah, okay. These guys are all, you know, you know, using, you know, performance enhancing drugs. So you have right. to then create another category for mm-hmm. like all natural bodybuilding. And so it creates it. So you have to, you know, they'll, they'll be like the NCAA, it'd be like, you know, um, you know, men's basketball, women's basketball, and then like natural women's basketball. Yes. There have to be like a whole nother category it's created for women idea. to compete against women. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good idea because the, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, this mm-hmm. is getting insane. I don't know if you all saw the video of the figure skater, the first transgender figure skater that we happened did. in Sweden. I was like, is that real? I was trying to I figure mean, that out. Come on. It's ridiculous. My son is a ski jumper and um, has has been a world-class athlete for many years. And we'll joke. We're like, could you imagine? He's like, yeah, that would never happen in this sport. But I mean, you don't know because in today's day and age, they come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and then they're not even talented or skilled. And yet they're moving farther ahead simply because, yeah, there there it is. is. I could not believe it. <laughs> because of their gender and their mm. sexual preference. That's the part that blows my mind. How in the world did we get to a society where your sexual preference, because that's the bottom line, that's really the only mm-hmm. main difference, that that's the priority. Like, right. That seems so backwards to me and mm. um, prejudice. I, I just yep. can't even believe it. And it, it's, of course, impl- infiltrating to our children at such young levels and such yep. young ages. It breaks it, my heart. It, it, plant, it, planting seeds at an early age. Now, we did a, a, a show uh, recently uh, with, with a guy named Brandon Showalter. He's a writer for the Christian mm-hmm. Post. And he's been covering some of these tough issues on transgenderism and, 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 and people wanting to undo and, and every – 
facets of it that I'd never thought of. Mm -hmm. Going back, we met him in ministry school um, back in like maybe 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and then he's been writing on this with the Christian Post ever since. He's been a part of two or three documentaries with, mm -hmm. uh, with yeah. Tucker Carlson and, and, and a couple of others. There's a recent one that came out called Dead Name. Um, we'll put the links down below if you want to go back and watch that that episode. These are, he's really thought through these tough mm -hmm. issues and uh, can you know can communicate them on you know very clearly. But um, you know you reached out to us. You know after this we had conversation. You know on this topic, the term Dead Name was a brand new thing for for me. Matter of fact, when he shared the documentary, I was confused why they would mm -hmm. call it Dead Name. Uh -huh. You know, and had to, and it, it was, it's, and we're in this space a lot. We mm -hmm. look at the news, we follow news cycles, yeah. and it was a new thing for me. Well, it's interesting because when I, that was that show, when I watched that show y'all did, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to talk mm -hmm. to him. So I've been talking with Brandon as well um, because I've got a very personal story with this. So my oldest daughter, she's 23, um, she has been, she has bought into this mindset of this transgender ideology and um, has wanted to change her gender. And um, one of the first things that she would come back at me and say when uh, she changed her name and her name was given to her very specifically, I had a dream about her before I was even married to her dad. And I saw her as an infant and I heard her name and it was, wow. it was a very prophetic name. And so when I finally got married and then we got pregnant and I'm like, I know it's going to be a girl. I just knew it because I saw her. Sure enough, it was a girl. I remember the minute finding out she was a girl, leaving the doctor's office and getting lost on the drive home because I was so enamored and excited that I was going to have this little girl that the Lord showed me in this dream. Wow. So we had her, we named her that name God gave us. And um, now all these years later, um, she changed her name in this whole process she's going mm -hmm. through. And her response was, in, until you stop calling me my dead name, you know, basically wow. don't talk to me. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Dead name? Like, and this was maybe a year and a half ago, maybe, you know, about that. And I'm thinking, what is she nuts? Like dead name. And, right. and my response was, this is your name God gave you. So you can call it dead all you want, but you're running from him, mm -hmm. not me. Um, and so this has been an interesting journey, and it's one that I've started to really talk out about. And I'm I'm cautious. Um, you know, I'm not going to say her name, obviously, because I want to respect her. Right. Um, but I know that she's called of God. And these are the prodigals of our day. These are the prodigals mm -hmm. that Satan is trying to steal away. And there are so many Christians that are dealing with this. Um, mm -hmm. When we were in Pennsylvania at the tour, I touched on this topic. And at the afterwards, the, my vendor table was lined up. And the only thing people wow. wanted to talk to me about was that they were going through the same thing. Wow. Uh, they had a niece, a granddaughter, um, somebody in their family, and they would come and and I just, I didn't know what to do other than pray for them. And so I just would pray with them and they would just start weeping because this mm -hmm. is something the church doesn't know how to address. Yep. And uh, doesn't address a lot of times. They, they don't. push it under the carpet and they're like, we're just going to put our no. head in the sand. We're not going to talk about this. That's right. And the ones that the area of the church that do talk about it, they're pushing this idea that um, love always wins. And my my phrase is truth always wins Amen. because love sometimes is hard. And sometimes to love somebody, you've got to be honest and truthful with them. And I think about the prodigal um, story, the prodigal father, when his son left, he did not run after him. 
He did not call him. He did not go. He didn't. Oh, how are you? Do you need anything? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. I don't approve of this, but I still love you. He did not do that. But yet he prepared because mm-hmm. he had the fatted calf ready. That animal was ready to go to have a gigantic party. So that means yeah. he was preparing for his son's return, even though he did not know when his son was coming. And that is huge. That mm-hmm. was something that really comforted me when I got to that point because I realized God loves these kids. These are these are the, sh- the one-off sheep that he's leaving mm-hmm. to go get. He's not mm-hmm. going to leave them or forsake them. He will bring them back. These will be the prodigals, but we have to be prepared as the Christian parents to speak truth in love. We cannot, mm-hmm. if, if my daughter had a Coke addiction or any other drug addiction or any other sin that was harming her, I would not just ignore it. I would talk about it. I would confront it. That's the loving thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my challenge has been for Christian parents, number one, in order to get to that place, you've got to be willing to lay your kids on the altar. You have to, because they're not our kids. I believe that God picked these parents. I know for a fact he picked me knowing I would stand and intercede. I have blood DNA connection to her. Mm -hmm. My DNA is connected to Jesus, which means I've got authority over her. Nobody else has that. So Mm -hmm. he let me bring her into this world knowing that I would stand on that authority and proclaim and remind the devil, you messed with the wrong person. You messed with the wrong family. You don't get her. It's not going to work. The medicine is not going to work. I have I have gone after the medicine and stood on the truth that my DNA belongs to Christ. And he has said, my generations will be blessed because of that. And then after we do that, it's easier because the burden as a parent is hard. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. It's um, heartbreaking. Absolutely sure. heartbreaking. When you think of your child, like I see pictures of her when she was little and I and it's it's very difficult because I have seen the pictures of what they're doing to these people. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind myself, God has it. I'm her mom so that I will pray and stand in that gap for her. And so I can stand in that place mm-hmm. and know that he will take care of her. And this is part of her journey. And at some point, I believe she'll come back and she's going to have a an amazing testimony. Can you touch on, Tanya, that's amazing. Can you touch on in the, the, st- the story of the prodigal son, how the dad allowed the son to go into the world. The son took his inheritance. He went into the world. The father didn't chase him. He didn't do any of those kinds right. of things. He went into the world. And then the son find himself eating pig slop eating and being pig like, slop, you know, right? Yeah. I mean, and, like, at, and, and he had to fall to the absolute bottom. I mean, it says that that son took his money and he did all sorts of worldly things, mm-hmm. sexual immorality, things. I mean, it even calls that out in that story. He took part in 100% the world, the culture mm-hmm. of the day. This is our culture of our day. Mm-hmm. This is our mm-hmm. biggest area in our culture that is being pushed. It yep. happened at the Grammys. It, it is all over the place. So our children whether young, middle, old, they're being pulled into that culture of our day. And then when they hit rock bottom, when that son realized, what am I doing? My dad, my brother is back there probably doing what, you know, living the life. And here I am. And sometimes that is what has to happen. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, 
we have to be willing to allow our children, which is not an, I am not saying that is easy. There are many days that I am Mm -hmm. crying or warring over this daughter. It is not easy, Um, but we cannot be complicit. And eventually when that son hit rock bottom, the first thing that son did was recognize where they were and they turned, they repented, they turned that they did a 180 Mm -hmm. and he's the one who then came back home. The father, now the father was watching, the father saw him and of course ran to him, but the father doesn't run until he sees him, which means that son, I mean, you know, they were walking in those days. So that son had to be within, you know, eyesight. Yeah. Um, And that's important. Parents have to, in my opinion, parents have to remember that that is a story that's in there for a reason. And for our Mm -hmm. culture right now, these are our prodigals. And, um, my goodness, I think that if we become complicit and and stand and go, well, we want to love our kids in the midst of it, so we're we're not going to totally t- shut them off, or we're not going to totally speak the truth to them. Because I'll tell you, if you speak the truth, the kid's not going to want to be around. I mean, mm. because that that spirit is so heavy that's in them. It's not the child; it's the devil. That devil spirit that is trying to really pull them into this culture. That spirit doesn't want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. We have to allow them to go through this process because we want them to come back. We want them to live fully who God made them to be. My daughter's got a call on her life. She's got a prophetic call on her life. I've seen it. I've had people prophesy it since she was a child. Wow. So I want her to get to the work. I want her to yeah. hit the bottom so she will come running back as fast there, as possible. You know, there's nothing Man. more central to your identity than your name. Yeah. And and from yeah. from the get-go, I don't care if it's in our life, if you go back to Adam and Eve, if you talk to Jesus the moment after he was baptized, the first thing Satan did was, if you really are, if if you really are the son of God, you know, it's question like, wait, I'm, I'm going to question who, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, your identity at the very core. And that, I mean, you know, step one, you know, name. is your name. And, 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 and I think can, you're really on he, point with this. If you can question your identity, you think about that. If If you are at just the basics and you don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. You will fall to anything because you don't have morals. You don't have values. All of that's tied into who you are. All mm-hmm. that's tied into your heritage, your mm-hmm. family heritage. Many, na- I mean, think about it. A hundred years ago, people were given names that were family heirloom names that right. had very deep meaning. You know, many of the Christian parents now, we pick our names, we, you know, go through name books and look at the, yep. what does the Bible say about it? That was how we did it. But long ago, it wasn't long ago. It was familial names that were passed Mm -hmm. on for generation. And those names had meaning and they had destiny. And most of our names have destiny in them. So if Satan can get our name, if he can question our name and who we are, he now has our destiny. That's what he wants. Ultimately, that's what he wants. But he has underestimated the power of a praying mom, a praying dad, a praying grandma. I mean, he underestimated it. And as we just wrap up here, I just want to know, would you be willing to pray for Mm. our audience? I know that there are people listening, thinking, man, I have kind of come to the end of my rope. I'm so discouraged. I don't know what to do. If you could pray for them uh, to end this, I would really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, we worship and adore you. God, we claim and proclaim and speak it that your name is the name above all other names. You are the King of all kings, the God of all gods. And so, God, we recognize that and we come to you now, God. I come as a mom 
And as a parent of a child who is being pulled and torn by the enemy of this day, and God, I come to you on behalf of all of the parents and the grandparents that are walking through this. And God, just right now, wherever they are, it's like I could just see it. I just ask, Lord, you would lay your comforter over them like a blanket. I can just see that many of you are even as you feel that you're just breaking down in tears and just know you are not alone. God is with you. He has got your children in the palm of his hand. He promised that he would hold them in the palm of his hand. Let your tears fall at the feet of Jesus. Allow him to comfort you. Holy Spirit, I ask that as your comfort falls on these individuals, that you would begin to birth from deep within their spirit, a little seed of hope and allow that hope to grow. God, I know you've done that in me and it makes no it makes no human sense that a parent can go through this and be at peace. But God, you promise you give us peace that passes all understanding. And so, Father, right now, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, you would go around and place these tiny seeds of hope in all of these family members right now. Let this be the moment that they look back. God, I remember the moment that you turned this and you showed me from your perspective. So let this be the moment right now in history. This exact moment is the moment that you are going to turn and you're going to see the hope that God implanted into you. And it's going to be the moment that makes an impact because now you can stand and you can start interceding for your precious baby girls Mm. and baby boys. Father God, we call these prodigals home. Come home. Come home. Come home. God, you're such a good God. You're such a good God. And these are your children. And you will leave the 99 to go to the one. And so, God, we call all of these and ask for a special protection over them while they're out in the wilderness, a special covering. Send your mighty angels to go and speak to them. Spend, send your hedge of protection around them as they're wandering through very dark and dangerous terrain. We thank you, God, that you are so good and that you will not have your word come back void. Mm. You are a good God. I just speak comfort over everyone at the sound of this from now into the future who would hear this recording, that they would be encouraged and that this would be the moment that they look back and see that hope was, was just dropped in as a seed. We praise your name, Jesus. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Tanya. You guys will be seeing each other again in March Mm -hmm. at your event in Branson. Yes, Esther's rising. We're so excited. Um, Registration is open. You know, they've been coming hard after us, trying to Mm -hmm. shut us down, but uh, we're not going to let that happen. So it's called Esther's Rising, March 4th um, in Branson, Missouri. It's an all-day event. Uh, We would love for everyone to be there. We're thinking of maybe opening and letting some Mordecai's come. We're not sure yet. Um, (laughs) Esther wouldn't be Esther without Mordecai, but this is going to be a deep dive into who Esther was, what it means to be a modern day Esther, and how do you step into that? We've got amazing speakers, Stacey, Bernadette Smith, Kim Singletary, um, Dr. Michelle Sherwood is going to be there. It's going to be an amazing event. So 
yeah, we would love everybody to go and get registered. Um, if there's an issue, if you have an issue with with uh, cost, please reach out to me. We don't want that to be the thing that keeps you from coming. So you can go to tanyajoy.tv and you can get the tickets there. You can also yep. follow Tanya when you go to Rumble. Go to Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. So Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Follow her show there. How often are your shows, Tanya? Um, we have two per day. Um, I do a fun coffee talk, coffee talk with Esther at 8.30 in the morning. And I have a little character. That's my coffee uh, talk. I love it. And uh, we fun. talk about the Bible. It's a very short show um, and things that are going on. And then at 4.14, which is, uh, you know, in honor of Esther 4.14, every day uh, the longer show airs. And then now who knows if we're going to be adding more. But those are the two per, for now that we do. Well, fantastic. Awesome. Fire family, go there, give her a follow. Go to Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. And those who are just listening again on Apple or one of those platforms, it's T-A-N-I-A Joy, J-O-Y. Nothing creative on the Joy, T-A-N-I-A Joy. And uh, she's easy to find and go there. You'll be glad you did. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tanya. We really appreciate your time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. guest is a friend of the show, but he's also a friend yes. of David and I, as well as our kids. He's part of the Reawaken America event. We met him through Clay Clark, and he's also the founder of Loudmouth Prayer. Welcome to the show, Marty Grisham. Yay! Hey, David and Stacey. So good to see you again. And I'll say one of, the, one of the funniest people I've ever wanted want, want to meet. And if you were going to describe somebody, if we were going to talk, somebody who just carries the joy of the Lord, not somebody who can act joyful for a moment, but just carries, carries it. it. It's Marty. Marty. I totally agree. Well, one of the things I like to do is just make really silly, corny jokes all the time <laughs> for my own benefit. And people who are part of my loud, my family who watch us online, they're like, yeah, Marty's there's those silly jokes again, because yep. I just want to have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have pressures and challenges. This is a crazy time we're in for two or three years. Let's make the most of it. Man. Yeah. 
So true. You know, Marty, we've had you on the show a few times. You've delivered some really powerful prophetic words that the Lord has given you some, even about President Trump, which we're holding on to that and really believing that those are coming to fruition in the name of Jesus. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk about today, um, there's been several people that have told me about um, how the Lord had talked to you about 30 days of prayer starting in December. One is actually an intercessor for the flyover conservative. She talked about how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. And then another one is a is a, a good friend of mine as well. And um, and so I wanted to talk about what did the Lord say to you about the power of prayer and why was that significant? So one of the things the Lord, um, from a pro- prophetic standpoint, many years ago, the Lord said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to train you and use you to help people get back in my plan. Well, mm-hmm. years ago, I was put through as a recruiter of a Bible school. I started a recruiting department, and that's when he began to teach me how to help people pray wow. and adjust and get the plan of God. Now, Kenneth e. Hagan, I used to travel with. He's one of my he's my dad. He's my mentor, right? He wrote a book called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. And that came from an open vision where he'd spent time with Jesus and the Lord began to deal with him about God's plans versus man's plans and plans, purposes, and pursuits. I have to tell you, Stacey and David, you want to read this. I just spent 20 years with this book and it's not real big teaching. And and so Aaron Antis and so many of our friends, we all created this family of prayer brothers because I was leading and starting prayer groups for businessmen with this book as the center of it. And we would seek God's plan for our marriages, our parenting, our businesses, our churches and everything. But it wasn't just the plan. It was also the purpose. And the Lord showed me after about 13 years of bringing that book and teaching out of it, that the purpose is just as important. There it is right there. The purpose is just as important, if not more than Mm -hmm. the plan. Something about the motive, the reason why you're doing the thing is extremely powerful in the heart and the mind of God. You can be in the plan, but do it for the wrong reason. And the father's not fully satisfied. He always wants adjustments. So in that, this book is so good. And I've just, the pages are almost coming out The Lord even said to me one time, I want you to go through this book and only read the quotations from Jesus where he had this open vision with with Brother Hagin. Very informative, just the stuff that Jesus said. So having said all of that, I'm driving down the road, Stacey. I guess it was probably nine months ago because I live here in Tulsa. Driving down the road. Really, David? Trying to mind my own business. I know you've been there. trying to. I really am. No one's around me. I'm just driving. And the Holy Spirit fills up the truck and the and the office of just prophecy. Prophecy falls on me. Well, I turn into the Walgreens, just right up the house, right up the road. I pull in there and it's a prophecy for Clay Clark. So I grab my phone and I begin to record and I record. And the Lord said a lot to me, but one of the things that stood out was Jesus said, I'm riding a white horse now through the aisles of all the churches in this nation. And I'm looking at every one of the soldiers, every one of the Christians, Mm -hmm. and I'm judging them now as their swords sharpened. Are they ready for the final battle for the final battles coming? And then the word turned into more of a word for Clay Clark. And this is the one part that stood out. The Lord said to me, because this was about probably like March or April of 2022, He said, for the rest of this year, everything you do is extremely significant. As much as you can get done in this year will affect eternity more than you will ever know. That really impressed me. That really put the thumb of God on me 
to just get super busy. That's why we've changed everything we're doing. We're now doing teaching videos, which we'll talk about in a minute. So that prophetic word, I kept holding that in my heart. Lord, what were you saying the rest of the 2022 year? And on December the 2nd, sitting right here at my desk, he moved on me and said, 30 days to pray. I'm like, well, what is that? And he immediately just started a dialogue with me. And he said, my body, so many people are not where I need them. They're not Mm. in the placement or the position I need them so that I can fully use them in the great harvest that's soon coming. I'm telling you, won't that just get you excited in the Holy Ghost? I mean, the harvest, we're, I mean, I know one of my favorites, Prophet Robin Bullock, he's saying the Lord just sold to him. We're just months out. The exact same thing the Lord's been saying to me now. He's not saying how many months, but he's no longer counting the harvest away in years. It's just months. And so I'm picking that up too. I know, right? I had the same thing hit me. And so I'm like, Lord, what do I do with this 30 days to pray? He said, spend 30 days, the last 15 years, 13 to 20, however long I've done it, teaching people out of that book and teaching people how to find my plan. The steps of a righteous man are ordered to the Lord. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. All of these things, we brought them into 30 days to get people prayed up, taught up, and in line of seeking his plan where he can personally reveal it to them so that he can use them at the greatest capacity that he can use them for the great harvest is coming. And since then, we've just moved on to embrace the grace Grace to Run the Race. These are series I'm I'm doing. Stand. And we just started our new series. We just did day two this morning. We do these live. And the the one this morning is Walking with Jesus. We're walking through the 37 miracles of Jesus, healings and miracles. And we're taking the 30 days to pray and all the grace teaching and the authority of the believer. Stand series. We're bringing all that together. And we're going to walk with Jesus like we're there with him through his healings and miracles. And then we're going to see how do we perform those same because Jesus said to Philip in John 14, Philip, the works that you see me do, you'll do and greater works than these. So I am just taking on 100% of one thing, just get people in place so that God can use them in the miraculous because we're coming to that right now. I love I 100% agree. It's so exciting. This We are on the verge of revival and I, we're all a part of it. It's not about a pastor yeah. standing in front of the church. It's not about an evangelist. It's about all of us. If it's a billion yes. soul harvest, it's about all of us participating. And, and, and you got a question where there's not already happened because, you know, every, every, every month, you know, when, when we're having these conversations with someone like a Roger Stone and people that, that wouldn't have historically been, mm-hmm. you know, what you consider like a Bible beater, you know, that kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of crowd didn't go to Rhema Bible college. God's intervened, changed the trajectory yep. of their life. And you hear their testimony and you're like, wow. So it, it, it's happening, especially at a leadership level with people that that maybe the church wouldn't expect, yep. you know, for, for God's presence and to be fallen on. Marty, you've done a great job of making these videos easy to find. When you go to loudmouthprayer.org, there's a place up there that says yes. videos and you have them all in the series that we were just talking yeah. about, as well as you can also go to Rumble. You can go to YouTube. You can find them there. It's under Loudmouth Prayer on Rumble, as well as YouTube, you can find them and you can go through these series when you do that. 
One of the other things I want to touch on in the next couple of minutes as we wrap up is the importance of speaking in tongues. That's been something that I'm hearing over and over and over again. I've heard it in my quiet time how significant it is, but I've also, I'm hearing it from the prophets. It's extremely important. Can you touch on the importance of speaking in tongues? And then you actually have trainings that people can follow. Yeah. I have nine videos called the Praying in Tongues series, which you'll find on YouTube, Rumble, and when you click videos at the top of my livemyprayer.org. There, there's the, the my, my my wife does such a great job she with the does. thumbnails. They look uh, which great. I know your Avery probably still does yours. They're just yep. they're wonderful as well, you know. Um, so the Praying in Tongues series, I love it, love it, love it. The Lord really prompted me to do it. Because what happened was I'm having people that join us, and when they do through our website, I call them. I've called over 2,000 people. So I have a really, in my opinion, a really good perspective of what's going on in the body of Christ. I'm calling all these people. So I'm seeing there's a deficit of spiritual things. I'm seeing there's a famine. We talk about famine in the nation. There's a famine spiritually Mm -hmm. because many leaders haven't done their job in the body of Christ, training people up and praying in tongues and walking in the things of God. And so I know you guys have got, you guys have gone through some amazing, wonderful training um, in the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what we've lost a whole lot. So here's the number one rule about praying in tongues. It is the doorway to access operating in the things of the spirit. So the great harvest is coming, David and Stacy. We have to be able to heal. We have to be able to move and function with God, follow his voice, move in how he wants us to in ministering and reaching and teaching and preaching and all the things we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Tongues is, Jesus called it, an endowment of power from Amen. on high. That's powerful. Jesus himself said, go tarry in Jerusalem because I'm going to give you some superpower from the Holy Ghost. And so the man in tongues is the actual (laughs) door to get in and reach that harvest. I love it. And again, they can find that when they go to loudmouthprayer.org. Marty, thank you so much for everything that you're doing, helping to equip the body of of Christ, understanding what it looks like to have believers authority and to walk that out. We really appreciate you. Thanks for being a loudmouth. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Welcome to the MyPillow 2.0 commercial. Miss makeup. Well, you look good. And action. You're sleeping even better. We got the best pillow ever, My Pillow 2.0. He's a great name for a Good. Cut. We got it. Good. 
Welcome to the set of the MyPillow 2.0, the most amazing pillow in history. That new technology is still the MyPillow's patented fill. And now we have new technology we didn't have back when I invented MyPillow that's going to help you sleep. It's absolutely amazing, and you're the first ones that can check it out. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code on your screen, and we brought back the buy one, get one free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Well, I am so excited. We just got our 2.0 pillows in. and Based on the size chart, maybe put that on the screen. I have, based on the size of your neck and your brain and and the way you like your pillow to sit, you know, uh, mine's extra large, large, kind of all the same, the green. Yep, and mine is yellow. So you're trying to say my brain is smaller? Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) I noticed that. Yours is so heavy, it, it needs the extra support. I don't know. Uh, that's why it's a small. Stacy does like a thinner pillow, or like a bigger, bigger, fluffier pillow with strength, you know, to sleep on. So anyway, they're you- brand new. We are so excited. So obviously, Colton's showing everything there. When you go to mypillow.com and you find the 2.0 pillow, 2.0. use promo code Flyover and you get up to 66 percent off. It's supposed what to be a, a, a makes your head cooler though. So you know, uh, he's a big guy in Sports Center. He'd say, "Man, this guy is cooler than the other side of the pillow." Well, uh, on this side of the pillow, it can be cool too and it doesn't absorb the heat from your head so that's that's so good you need that you're thinking you at night your brain's yep. moving it's on hyperdrive at night even though mine's smaller than yours i didn't say smaller <laughs> you're, you're smaller okay you're smaller there so you go. Your, your brain's probably smaller so go to myfellow.com use promo code flyover thank you so much for joining us yes. tonight we bless you we bless you to realize you were born for yes. such a time as this we bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past and we bless you to wake up Speak up and I've got a little brain. (laughs) Hey, little Mike. Peace out, guys. See you tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Ah!